Welcome to the Namaste Glowed Up podcast. I'm Monique Christine, a former party queen turned life coach, and each week I'll be giving you tips and strategies to help you grow your glow from the inside out. Thank you for sharing some time, space, and energy with me today. And now, my dear darling, without further ado, let us get into your daily dose of glow up goodness. Namaste, my love. Monique Christine here, founder of glowupwithmc.com, and I just so happen to be your most favorite spiritual life coach, helping you go from burnt out to glowed up. So we are continuing our mental health series, 30 Days of Mental Health. Yesterday, we actually got crystal clear on what mental health is, and I'll make sure that I put a card above, link below for you to find that video. But today, I want to clear things up. What's the difference between mental health and mental illness? Like I told you at the end of yesterday's video, they are not the same. The terms are often used interchangeably, but there are differences between the two. So let's dive right in and let's talk about it. So I'm going to keep this as simple as possible because yes, it is easy to overcomplicate. And yes, I can be so thorough that I could kind of make things be a little bit overwhelming, but I'm going to try not to do that today. Okay. So mental health refers to anyone's state of mental emotional well-being okay whereas mental illness on the other hand or mental health problems also referred to um this refers to diagnosed conditions okay so they're actually diagnosed by a professional that affect thoughts and behaviors all right so that's the difference between mental health and mental illness, which brings me to my next point. So who has mental health and mental illness? Well, everybody has mental health because it's just the state of your mental, emotional well-being. Everyone can have poor mental health, but not everyone has mental illness because again, mental illness, that is a diagnosed condition. And are there individuals out here that have mental illnesses that are undiagnosed? Absolutely, because we do know that there is a serious healthcare um, crisis, I really wanna say, where not everyone gets the same level of care. Not everyone has access to the same level of care. So put a pin in that. So now I want to talk about how common mental illness is. It's actually more common than you might think. So mental illnesses, they are among the most common health conditions in the United States. I live in the US. I'm just going to give you info for the US, but if you want info for, you know, other countries, I'm going to send you to Google University. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if you ask me nicely in the comments, then I just might cut a video for you focused on different areas because now that I'm talking about it, I think that that would be kind of fascinating to compare mental health um, across the, the various countries. But let's not go off on that tangent. So here in the US, more than 50% of individuals in the US will be diagnosed with a mental illness or a disorder at some point in their lifetime. More than half of the people walking around on the planet. Okay. Actually, I'm going to take that face back because it's not a bad thing. It's just a truth. 
truth is neither good nor bad, but actually I'm gonna say that truth is good because it always sets you free. Okay, so one in five Americans will experience a mental illness in a given year. One in five. So if you think about you and your top four homies, at least one of y'all will at some point in your life be diagnosed with a mental illness or disorder, okay? One in five children, either currently or at some point during their life, have had a seriously debilitating mental illness. How scary is that? Our babies. And, you know, this uh, is kind of triggering for me because I can remember being a kid dealing with mental illness. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that that's what it was. I just knew that something was different, that I was different from everybody else not just because of the traumas that I experienced, but like my brain and the focus and my energy and my feelings, like all of that was just very different from all of the other kids that I was around. So if we think about our, our children and we think of like, think of your kid, if, if you have one kid like me and four of their buddies, at least one of them is suffering and most probably suffering in silence. So it's very important that we give the kids a voice. Okay. One in 25 Americans live with a serious mental illness like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, or major depression. So I'd love to know, are these numbers shocking to you or did you kind of figure that's about right? Okay, so what causes mental illness? Great question because now that we know that not everyone has it, but more than half of the people on the planet will at some point be diagnosed with a mental illness, what causes it? There's actually no single clear cut cause for mental illness, but there are a number of factors that can contribute to the risk for mental illness. So I'm just gonna list these off real quick, okay? Early adverse life experiences like trauma or a history of, of abuse, for example, child abuse, sexual assault, witnessing violence, etc. Okay. Also, experiences related to other ongoing or chronic medical conditions like cancer or diabetes. That stuff is depressing to say the least. There's also biological factors or chemical imbalances in the brain. Okay. Use of alcohol or drugs or a combination can definitely affect your mental. It's not just about getting high and feeling great, but what damage can be done based on what you're taking and, and how much you're taking and how long you're taking it. Okay. And also having feelings of loneliness or isolation. That's why it's so important to check on your friends. If you know someone who lives alone, check on them, talk to them. And if you live alone, then you want to at least have a pet. You need to have someone to talk with and interact with, okay? Dope. So now we're gonna shift into the most common types of mental illness. Now I did already mention depression, but 
let's keep going, all right? So the most common types of mental illness, they fall into three categories. There's your anxiety disorders, your mood disorders, and your schizophrenia disorders, okay? So just a quick overview, your anxiety disorders. This is the most common type of mental illness, anxiety disorders. Examples of anxiety disorders include GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, which is just like general anxiety. Uh, panic disorders, people who suffer panic attacks. Phobias, and there are three different types of phobias, but I'll talk about that in a future video. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, because I believe in transparency and I'm an open book, um, I have several anxiety disorders. I have PTSD and I have generalized anxiety disorder. Okay, I've got GAD, <laughs> which sounds so weird. And I have PTSD from uh, childhood trauma, okay? Okay, so that's our anxiety disorders. So now let's get into our mood disorders. Mood disorders, this is gonna be your major depression, bipolar disorder, seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. I have SAD as <laughs> well. I've got GAD, I've got SAD. Um, SAD is when like the seasons change. Uh, during the cold season, a lot of people can find that their depression might be triggered um, because, you know, you look outside and nature is asleep, essentially. There's no leaves on the trees or anything like that. Um, it's cold. It's, it's, for me, it's a total, total, total buzzkill. So someone like me with SAD, seasonal affective disorder, one way that you can easily treat that is to move someplace where you don't have to deal with all four seasons, okay? But not everyone has the luxury to uproot themselves. So I'll offer you some solutions in a few moments, um, some ways that you can manage your mental health, <laughs> your mental health and your mental illness um, naturally. And this is not to say, you know, if you're taking antidepressants, stop taking your antidepressants. I'm not saying that. What I will offer you is something that you can use in addition to, okay? Cool. Okay, so what are some early signs of mental illness or mental health disorders? We'll say disorders instead of problems because a problem the word problem carries a very heavy energy, like it's something that has to be fixed, like there's something wrong with you, and I am not here to make you feel like there's anything wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with having a mental health disorder. There's nothing wrong with having poor mental health. It simply is what it is. I highly recommend that you seek help, that you get the help that you need, okay? If you are dealing with mental illness, then you want to deal with a therapist, okay? A therapist, a licensed doctor, someone who can um, 
work with you, who is qualified to work with you, who can write prescriptions for medications if you need those, all that good stuff. If you are dealing with poor mental health, that's where you can work with like a life coach or a health coach, someone like me, that will give you ways to improve your mental health or to support good, positive mental health, okay? But let's get into these early signs of mental illness. Withdrawing from friends, family, colleagues. Avoiding activities that you would normally enjoy. Now this information is for you to check yourself and for you to also check the people in your life, okay? So listen to this list and see if any of this uh, rings true for you or someone that you know. And if it does, then it would definitely, um, it's definitely something to look, to look into, okay? Don't ignore it. So we have the withdrawing from the friends, the family, the colleagues, avoiding activities that you would normally enjoy, sleeping too much or too little, eating too much or too little, feeling hopeless, having consistently low energy every day that you wake up, it's just like, now, that could be impacted by what you're eating and other lifestyle factors, you know, whether you're exercising, whether you're adequately hydrated. So just because you consistently have low energy, I wouldn't necessarily say, okay, you for sure have mental illness. You would wanna look at other factors in your life. Using mood altering substances, including alcohol and nicotine, more frequently. There's nothing wrong with using them. I'm not telling you not to drink. I'm not telling you not to smoke a doobie. Please stop smoking cigarettes <laughs> because it's just not good for you. Um, but I mean, if that's what you want to do, then okay. But you want to make, you want to pay attention to how much you're consuming and how often. And if you have noticed a huge increase, let's say that you would typically have a glass of wine, you know, maybe two or three times a week, and now you're finishing a bottle a day, something's up, okay? Let's see, let's see. Displaying negative emotions. Again, if this is like a one-off thing, doesn't mean you have mental illness, but if you are always in the negative energy space, the negative emotional space, it's something to look into further. Being confused, definitely. If you, and again, not one-off situations, but if this is like a regular thing, if you just like find yourself kind of being confused, lost if you lose track of time or things like that talk with your your healthcare provider okay sooner than later being unable to complete daily tasks like getting to work or cooking a meal if it's just like everything about life is far too heavy every single day talk to someone having persistent thoughts or memories that reappear regularly okay uh, so like flashbacks, those regular flashbacks of some sort of trauma or something, something that you experienced, definitely talk to somebody, okay? That could be a sign of PTSD. 
or, or something else. Thinking of causing physical harm to yourself or to someone else is not normal. And it's not something that you should just sweep under the rug. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And it is a red flag that something is, something needs attention, okay? Hearing voices that aren't there, talk to someone. Unless you are a sensitive. <laughs> See, and then this is where it, it gets a little gray because if you are like, um, if you're an intuitive, if you are tuned in to people who are on the other side of the veil, then you're not crazy, you're tuned in. But <laughs> let's just, let's assume that this is not about you being tuned in energetically to the other side of the veil, to your spirit guides or anything like that, but hearing voices, especially if they're telling you to harm yourself or someone else, they're telling you things that just aren't right, um, or they're like, they're bullying you, talk to somebody. And experiencing delusions, all right? So those are the early signs of mental illness, mental health disorders. All right, so now it is solution time. I love a good solution, don't you? We have talked about the difference between mental illness and mental health, who has mental health and mental illness, how common mental illness is, what causes it, the most common types, and the early signs. So now, Let's talk about how to manage not just mental illness, but also mental health, because that's what this series is focused on. That's what we'll be talking about for the other, the remaining, what, 28 days. <laughs> okay. So the two solutions that I have to offer you, they are both natural. They are something that you can do on your own and they can be used in conjunction with any medications that you're currently using, any sort of care plan that you may have going with your healthcare professional, your healthcare provider, okay? So the first solution that I wanna offer you is meditation, that daily meditation practice. Meditate for the love of life, meditate. You wanna create a daily meditation practice. It could be as simple as five minutes a day, but you want to have that time where you are quieting down the outside world and your inside world so that you can connect with your highest self which has evolved beyond the ego, all of the bullshit in front of you, and is really focused on your soul's mission, the whole reason why you're here. So you can get busy living out your life purpose, okay? Um, there's so many different types of meditation out there, so just kind of take your pick. But what I can tell you is that meditation, all meditation is not where you sit there and you stop yourself from thinking. That is Zen meditation, which actually takes a lot of work, okay? So you're more than welcome to check Google University for all of the different types of meditation out there. You can try them out, see what you like. You may like one type more than another. You may find other types that you weren't even aware of, 
okay? The second solution that I want to offer you is yoga. The word yoga literally means to yoke, Y-O-K-E. Yoke means join. It's the joining of that which is never truly separate, the mind, the body, and the spirit. During our human experience, we like to compartmentalize, we like to think that they're all separate, but they're not. The mind is not separate from the body, is not separate from the spirit. They all work in conjunction, and when one is out of whack, all are affected, okay? And that's another reason why it's so important to me that I come here to support you with your mind, your body, and your spirit, okay? Um, there are so many different types of yoga out there. I personally special in yin yoga, and I recommend this for everyone. It is safe for all ages, all body types, all experience levels, and it is a lot less uh, rigorous than other styles of yoga. Yin yoga, it's a quiet seated practice. We sit in our poses anywhere three to five minutes, sometimes even longer, depending on how long you want um, your practice to be. But we're sitting in our poses for these longer periods of time. It doubles as a meditative practice because while we're sitting in our postures for three minutes, at least three minutes, we're focused on the breath and that's it not everything else okay and it gets you to slow down <laughs> we are so busy trying to fit more shit into the same 24 hours that we've always had okay and yes that can become overwhelming you know we've got tiktok and other stuff so we're finding again finding more ways to squeeze more shit into the same 24 hours every single day so that's why it's so vital that you have some sort of practice that gets you to slow down, to just stop and breathe and check in with yourself. Now, if you like, I would love to offer you a seven day trial to my on-demand library. I have more than 140 yoga yin yoga and meditation videos in there there's lots of other stuff in there too um but i would love to offer that to you so just look below or you can just head to my website glowupwithmc.com but if you look below i will put a link for you to get to my on-demand library um and yeah you can take that seven day trial give yourself a week don't just do one day okay give yourself a week where you meditate every day, where you show up for yourself, where you carve out time and space for yourself. People make time for what they want to make time for. There's more than enough time in the day for you to have some time for you, okay? So you're more than welcome to tune into any of my on-demand meditations, yin yoga classes. I do also have live uh, yoga and meditation classes as well. So yeah, you can check out the schedule, but that's, those are the solutions that I want to offer you. These are the top two complementary and alternative medicine modalities. If you want the fancy term, these are the top two, um, things that doctors will recommend in addition to, or in place of other treatments. Okay. My general practice, my, um, 
Oh my gosh. What is his, what do you, what's the title? Your general, I can't believe I've gone blank. My doctor, my normal doctor. He, uh, he, he retired last year, but amazing. He's my doctor since I was like 12, I think. She's 37 now, 38 next month. A month from today is my birthday, holla. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> squirrel. Um, he did not want to prescribe me medications for my anxiety. He just wanted me to meditate more and to practice my yoga. And again, I'm speaking from personal experience. I have taken antidepressants um, in the past and they worked well, but I personally did not like the side effects, nor did I like the stigma. Uh, there was a lot of pressure for me to get off of them. And so having been on both sides of the equation, if you're in a place where you don't have to take prescription medications, then I would encourage you to lean toward the more natural uh, solutions first, because there's nothing more invigorating and uplifting than feeling like you are taking charge of your life, like you can manage your life. Not that you are dependent upon this medication that will help you, okay? And we all need to move our bodies anyway. The body was meant to move, so should be doing some yoga anyway, okay? Not to should all over you. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I am no longer on antidepressants. I've been off of them for several years now and I just manage naturally. I manage my depression. I manage my anxiety naturally. Again, I am not telling you not to take your meds. If they have been prescribed and you absolutely need to take them, then follow your doctor's orders. But in addition to inject some yoga in there inject some meditation in there and see how you feel like i said give yourself a week and journal through the process so that you can kind of look back and see where you were before your before you started your seven days and then where you are you know throughout and how you're feeling at the end of those seven days i guarantee you if you do yin yoga for seven days you're gonna feel like a completely different person. Every, everyone that I have introduced to yin yoga has fallen madly in love with it and they have been forever changed and it's something that they want to continue to practice, okay? Every single solitary individual that I've introduced it to. So, why not check it out? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, all right? Okay, so we did it. I hope this video wasn't too long, but more importantly, I hope that it was informative for you and I hope that we helped to clear up confusion. Again, sharing is caring. We've got 28 more days of mental health conversations 
and you know we're just kind of laying the foundation with these first couple of days so if you haven't already be sure to subscribe and ring that bell so you get notifications every time i upload something new i don't want you to miss this series all right so links are below for everything that you need again check out that seven day trial you've got nothing to lose everything to gain i'll see you tomorrow for day three all right stay safe Love yourself, love one another. Remember, self-love, self-care, they are never selfish. And if anybody is trying to make you feel otherwise, they do not have your best interest at heart. So what do we do with them? The door. We show them to the door, girl. All right, I love you. I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Namaste Glowed Up with Monique Christine. Make sure that you check out today's show notes for all of the goodies that I mentioned. Just head over to glowupwithmc.com forward slash podcast. If you have feedback on today's episode, I would love to hear from you. So just email me at glowupwithmc at gmail.com and make sure you join me again next time for more glow up tips and strategies. Namaste. I'd always get right back up, never